Hello, this is Pastor John. Welcome to the Sand Hills Lutheran Ministry Podcast, and thank you for listening. We are embarking today on our Lenten journey to Easter joy with the basics of the Christian faith. Today we are looking at temptation. May the Holy Spirit guide you to rely upon God's love and strength in the face of temptation. God bless the hearer. A reading from James chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say, when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What comes to mind when you hear the word temptation? When I was looking for a a Valentine's Day card this past week in the grocery store, I came across this card, and I bought it also in addition to the Valentine's Day card. And the card uh, goes on the front, it has a picture of this guy, and he says, I wanted to start eating healthfully and grow all my own food, but I can't seem to find any donut seeds. So, when our world um, does speak of temptation, it almost always does as a plate of donuts, you know, or some other sugary confection. Um, I gave in to that plate of donuts. Oops. Uh, And we all laugh. Well, that, however, is to make light of temptation and its power. Uh, But temptation is a very real thing. And temptation is dark. It is strong. Satan realizes that um, temptation can drive us right into the arms of of our Savior, of Jesus Christ. So he soft pedals it. He lets us laugh at it, pretending, you know, that it's not a real thing. Ah, it's just a a foible, it's a weakness. And we make light of temptation. And so deluded, then, we're not on our guard. We're not on our guard against it, and and we become more easily tempted. You know, Satan doesn't want us to see its darkness. 
Now, you already know all of this, but it's good to be reminded of the real meaning of temptation. What is the meaning of temptation? How do we face it? The book of James helps us out here. The author is James, the brother of Jesus. Uh, You can read more about James in Luke's account of the Council of Jerusalem in Acts chapter 15. James is portrayed there in Acts 15 as a very, uh, very astute and careful theologian. His letter is very practical and, and useful. And he teaches us how to face temptation by making this contrast in today's text. He makes this contrast between testing and temptation. So testing provides something good for you and me. James says in verse 12, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Now we need to think of the word test here. When I taught high school, I would regularly administer tests to my students so that they I could see, they could see what they had learned. Engineers test materials to see how strong they are. Manufacturers uh, test products to determine quality standards. Testing reveals something. Now, since God knows all, it cannot be for God's benefit. It cannot be for God's knowledge that he does the testing, that we are tested. It is for our benefit our blessing. In fact, James begins his book a few verses before our text for today. He he says, brothers, consider it all joy when you face trials. What kind of trials were they facing? They were facing the trials of persecution. In fact, James was persecuted and he would be martyred. He would die for the faith in Jesus. But he writes in verse 3, about testing, the benefits of testing. The test of our faith, this is verse 3 of chapter 1, the test of our faith produces steadfastness, and let your steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So when you're, Paul, or James is saying here, when you are steadfast under trial, you are blessed. You become more steadfast more patient, more mature. So a test reveals God's presence in your life. And he gives you insight into his work. Now, while God will test us, he will not tempt us. The difference is key. James says in the next verse, let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. So temptation is not of God. God tempts no one. We need an example here. Probably the best example to make this contrast between testing and temptation is the Old Testament reading from Genesis 22. Uh, And Moses says in Genesis 22, verse 1, after these things, God tested Abraham. So God, it was quite a test. 
God asked Moses to sacrifice his son Isaac in order to test him. Now, temptation, let's remember, tempts us to act upon our desires. If anything, the temptation which came to Abraham in Genesis 22 would have been to run away from God's command. God did not ask Abraham to do what he, uh, what he wanted. So temptation always plays on our own sinful wants and desires. So what God does to Abraham in Genesis 22 is a test. Remember, a test reveals something. But God, again, God knows all. It could not have been for God's benefit or knowledge that Abraham was tested. The testing of Abraham was to reveal Abraham's faith for Abraham to seek. Temptation would have revealed Abraham's brokenness and sinfulness. So that's the difference between testing and temptation. Now, it may sometimes feel like God is putting you through the ringer, squeezing you hard, and tempting you to give up on this Christianity thing. But James is right. God may test your faith to show you what he has done, and he will never let you astray or lead you astray. He is good, and from him comes all goodness. Where does temptation come from? If testing can come from God, where does temptation come from? Temptation does not come from God. Um, Temptation reveals our feelings and leads us to misery and death, and James explains where temptation comes from, verses, uh, starting with verse 14. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. What James is saying here is here that we all have evil desires in our hearts, which happily cooperate with the temptations which are around us and then lead us into acts of sin. God is not rightly blamed for that, for what is in our hearts, our rebellious hearts. God is, God is not blamed for the sins we commit. God is not even rightly blamed for the consequences of those sins, our, de- our own death. Temptation is not of God, but of our enemy. Here's the next contrast that we're going to make. Um, temptation is not of God, but of our enemy. You and I are tempted. And here we see another contrast. Satan is our enemy, while God is our friend. Satan is the tempter. In the beginning of creation, the enemy shows up to bring about the fall of our first parents. Through what? Through temptation. We are easy prey for Satan's wiles. He doesn't have to work hard to find our evil inclinations and desires and to ensnare us, you and me, with them. All to our misery and shame. There is something broken inside of us, an unholy desire, which the tempter plays upon. And the consequences are real. For that desire succumbs to temptation and and then sin and then death. Today's gospel reading is the temptation of Jesus. Remember that the gospel of Mark 1 verse 1 starts off with the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
You can hear the parallel with Genesis in the beginning. And guess who was right there, right at the beginning of our redemption and the renewal of creation? You got it, trying to derail Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ, Satan. And Jesus, who resisted and overcame the temptation of our ancient foe in the wilderness during a 40-day fast. And that ancient foe, though, is still very much a present foe. In contrast, in this contest with temptation and the tempter, God, instead, is our friend. God brings his gifts to you. James says so in verses, uh, starting in verse 16, Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And so what are these gifts? that come from the Father of lights. Well, first one, God's Son brings, comes to bring healing. Forgiveness not only for you, but for those broken relationships that you and I may live in peace. God's good and perfect gifts are not uh, exhausted when we think of forgiveness for our past failures and to resist temptation. God brings healing balm. There is a balm in Gilead that heals, that brings forgiveness, which we may then speak to others and which they may speak to us. So the misery which succumbing to temptation has wrought in our own lives is not the end of the story. God's son brings healing. And secondly, God's son also brings, comes to bring strength. He, he resists the tempter's might, he, as none of us have done. Uh, that strength also comes to you and me. Jesus wants you to resist temptation today and rejoice when you, rejoices when you win those little victories. And the big ones too. His love is not based on your success, but it is life-changing right now. He would that you become a better person, a more mature person, that is, a stronger person, a more holy and righteous person. He works towards that end. And he wants that blessing for you, which belongs to the one who resisted temptation and withstood under the trial. So this past week, we started a Bible study on Exodus, and we learned that The world has its own story, and it intersects with our own personal stories. So I already mentioned what the world's story is about temptation. When we make light of temptation, we are following the world's way, the world's story. The world's story about temptation, it could really be summed up by a quote from Oscar Wilde. Quote, the only way to get rid of a temptation is to yield to it. (laughs) But God's story is that yielding to the enticement of our desires leads to sin, leads to death. So God invites you to see yourself in a different story, a better story, um, a better way. Jesus wants you to resist temptation today. He rejoices with you when you win those little victories and the big ones too. Once while on a trip 
as the President of the United States, Harry Truman was greeted by a young woman in his bedroom who had been stationed there with obvious intent. He shooed her out and made clear to his host in no uncertain terms that this was not to happen again. He did not compromise his vow made to Bess. Harry Truman was both sinner and saint. We must be honest about that. Yet, you got to imagine that God smiled that day. When the young woman was ejected from his rooms, it was a good day. You know, James tells us that the man who remains steadfast under trial is blessed. We know that the sinner who fails to do so is forgiven. And all who have failed the test can take comfort from that. You are a new person in baptism, united to Christ, his death, his resurrection. You get to start. You become a new creation and you get to start over every morning to see Romans 6. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And Jesus does not leave us alone in this battle with temptation. He does not leave you and me enslaved to that unholy desire and the sin. He gives us a gift. The Spirit of God, strength you can rely upon, gives you a new heart and new life. And you can win the victory over sin today. And it will be good on the last day when we stand before God and when all sins are forgiven and each of us stands righteous before God. We will look upon the days of our struggle and when his spirit and each one of us won a little battle in the war against evil. And we will thank God for the gifts we have received. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.